What's up, fam? Welcome to Her Healthish, the podcast that's here to help you no matter where you are along your journey of becoming pregnant. At the end of every episode, I'll leave you with some resources and or tips that you can start putting into practice. So stick around. With that, let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of Her Healthish. This is your host, Stephanie Kay. Um, so it's been a while, you know, life happens. So I haven't posted an episode in a few weeks, but we're back. Last time we chatted, I talked about um, cycle syncing, specifically around nutrition, and that was part one of a two part episode. I'm not doing part two today. I thought we would dive into a little bit about infertility, specifically evaluating whether or not you are infertile. Um, There's so many things you could talk about with this topic, so I'm going to focus on just like one aspect of it, and I will get into part two of my cycle syncing episode at a later date. I The reason why I'm choosing this topic today is because I've been just hearing a lot about like fertility. There's a lot of um, fertility companies out there right now that are doing like at-home testing for fertility. Um just a lot of buzz around it and I think it's really important to educate yourself around these things before you know you start to get fearful or just jump to a decision that might not be right for you. So with that being said, we'll dive right in. So you might be wondering, well, okay, what causes infertility? Um, you know, how do I know? What signs do I look out for? So the most common cause of female infertility most of the time is a problem with your ovulation. And then on the other side, the most common cause of male infertility is a problem with um, the sperm cells and how they function. And then there's other factors that we need to look at. I have said this at the very beginning, you need to look at age, lifestyle, health conditions, um, all those things do come into play. And then sometimes like, unfortunately, sometimes it's just unexplained, Um, but that's, we're not, we're here to kind of just as long as you're taking the necessary steps that you need to take and involving your doctor and involving your partner, oftentimes, you know, they are able to come to a solution um, and you work through it together. So, and I mentioned age and that does play a big factor in your fertility. That is not a hidden secret. We are all very well aware of this and it's the unfortunate truth. So I'm just gonna talk about that really quickly. So for healthy couples, in their 20s or early 30s, the chances that a woman will become pregnant is about 25 to 30% in any single menstrual cycle. After that, it starts to decline in their early 30s, and it declines more rapidly as you get older. And then, you know, by the age of 40, women's chances of getting pregnant drops drastically to less than 10%, um, and then 
for men's fertility that also declines but I'm not going to dive into like the percentages. I don't believe that it's as predictable, but we do know for women, the older you get, the harder it is to get pregnant. And unfortunately, our prime time is in our 20s. And I'm not saying that to like scare anyone. It's just, you know, the harsh truth. And so something to consider when you're Uh, planning for a family or when you want to have a family and that's why I say it's important to have these conversations early because um, I'm in my 20s but I'm also focused on building my career and living life to the fullest and I may not want to have a baby right now so it's important that I engage with my doctor and say well I'm not ready now but I'm going to be ready someday so I just want to figure out like what steps do I need to, you know, revisit this process with my doctor every year? What does that look like for me? Because I'm very well aware that this is, you know, around the age where I should scientifically be having a baby, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you should pressure yourself by any means. So that's a little bit about age. And then like with health conditions, there's obviously several problems that can affect your fertility. Um, This can surround your hormones, blockages in like your fallopian tubes. Uh, Endometriosis is a big issue that a lot of women go through. There could be issues with your thyroid gland. So things to keep in mind and things to look out for. So if you're having like painful periods, Um, nothing's really helping, you've tried a lot of things, and it's just utterly painful. Endometriosis is something that you might want to bring up to your doctor. Most of the time, like, doctors say, like, oh, you're PMSing, and you won't really find out until you go and have that, um, your OBGYN examination and have that pap smear. So, really important to bring up when you are having painful periods or irregular periods or heavy periods, anything that's unusual, I really, really am going to iterate, bring it up to your doctor. Do not be scared. You are your biggest health advocate. Let's like jump into a situation where you have tried to get pregnant for a year, you and your partner have tried for a year, it's not working, so you are going to go have an infertility evaluation. What does that look like? What should you expect? Um, So typically a first visit is going to be done with like a fertility specialist and you're going to go through a detailed medical history and physical exam. You're going to be asked typical questions that you have heard before from your OBGYN. You're going to talk about your menstrual period, if you've had any abnormal bleeding, if there's any pelvic pain, um, you know, either normally or when you're having intercourse, if there's abnormal discharge. And then you're also going to be asked questions around like family history, if there's any past pregnancies, use of alcohol, tobacco, um, other substances, even like marijuana, whether that's recreational or medical, 
um, past illnesses. And then because this is a collaborative process and there are two people involved, yes, your partner will also be asked questions surrounding their sexual history, methods of birth control, um, how long have you guys been trying, how often are you all trying, uh, past relationships, sexual relationships, um, and, you know, whether this includes, like, STIs and things of that nature. So, don't just think you are going to be the only one that's going to be asked questions. <laughs> Your partner will be questioned as well. And you kind of just have to be ready and comfortable for the situation. And after that, you know, the fertility specialist will go through, like, different tests that are done. Um, so, that could include several things. And I don't think all tests need to be you know, done. So if you if you can figure out what the reason is through the laboratory tests or, you know, there's a strong inkling that it's something because of a specific laboratory test that was done, then you won't have to go through like these series of testings. But it, like I said, it can involve laboratory tests, certain procedures that might need to be done, imaging tests. Um, and these lab tests really just involve like blood samples and and or um, semen so that's something to keep in mind and for the male it's really going to involve a sperm count this is done to assess the amount of sperm it's looking at the shape of the sperm um, how they move so it's looking it's really analyzing the sperm and um its health essentially and then in terms of blood tests for the male it's going to look at the blood tests are going to really measure the levels of the male reproductive hormone so too much or too little of these hormones can really cause um, problems with making sperm or with having sex um, and you know for all you gentlemen that are listening to this you'll have something like an ultrasound um, exam and this can look at your scrotum and look at problems in testicles so you really have to be ready um, just mentally because I think some people don't know what goes into this process and that's why I'm here to talk about all the awkward things that aren't talked about um, and often avoided so if if you're well informed, I think it makes the situation a lot better and it's nothing to be scared about. It's a process to, you know, help you and help your future. So for women, it's also going to involve blood tests. There's going to be urine tests. Um and urine tests can tell like when and if you ovulate and the blood tests which I mentioned in our first episode looks at your progesterone levels um, this progesterone will help you see if you have ovulated and then it's going to look at your levels of the hormone prolactin so if you have high levels of prolactin this really does disrupt your ovulation and then i talked a little bit about our thyroid before and it's gonna 
look at your thyroid and thyroid function and problems with our thyroid can cause infertility. And then it's going to look at things like your ovarian reserve. So that's essentially your um, egg supply. And then there's other things, other tests, excuse me, imaging tests that can be performed. And these include um, ultrasound exam, hysteroscopy, laparoscopy. And I'm not going to go into like the definitions <laughs> of what all of these are. Just know that they are imaging tests that are done and based off of the results um, of those tests and previous procedures, you'll be able to assess your infertility or whether you're not you're infertile. Another thing to kind of keep track of is your basal body temperature at home. So one thing to note, and if you track your cycle and you're tracking how you're feeling through, um, excuse me, tracking how you are feeling during certain times of your cycle, you'll notice that your temperature rises around ovulation. So to track your ovulation, especially when you're trying to get pregnant, it's really important to also take your temperature, um, preferably by mouth. So like the old school way, stick thing, the thermometer in your mouth, take your temperature every morning before you get out of bed. Um, and do this for like about three menstrual cycles. So this is going to be really important to confirm ovulation. And it's not like predicting when you're ovulating, um, but it, it, it can't help. So if you're trying to get pregnant, you obviously want to try while you are ovulating. You know, it's easy to say that you are going to go seek um, infertility evaluation, infertility testing, but another thing you do need to consider is the cost. None of this is free, right? So um, I think it's important to raise that. Uh, sometimes it's covered by insurance, sometimes it's not covered by your insurance. It really just depends on your insurance and the benefits that you have. So definitely take time to sit down and look at this before you contact a provider. And um, if you're not covered for this, you want to look at your out-of-pocket costs. And generally, like on average, the more invasive the procedure or the test is, the more expensive it's going to be. But for something like um, a blood test or a sperm count evaluation or, you know, maybe an ultrasound, that can range from like $50 to $200 on average. It could be more. Um, and this is still not cheap at all. Um, so it's something you need to consider before this process. And, you know, hopefully one day services like this can be free it's really unfortunate that um I, I i think it's unfortunate that in the states we oftentimes if we want to get the right care and you know we have to think about the cost um and that is a prohibited prohibiting factor so keep that in mind if you are somebody that's jumping into this process and in addition to that 
um, when you are looking for a provider, it's important that you find the right person. So take your time. You might go visit a specialist, like a fertility specialist, and you might just get the wrong vibes from them or they're not really explaining things clearly. So don't be afraid to say, hey, this is not working out. Um, I think I'm going to, you know, keep looking or ask people for recommendations. Um, And one resource that I want to give you guys. It's something that I've used in the past for other types of providers is ZocDoc. You might be familiar with this, but I'll include a link in the um, episode description. So ZocDoc, you can go on there. You can look uh, up a provider by specialty, um, by your location, and it'll tell you like if they are in your network. So you'll include like what insurer you have, and they'll say if that provider's in network, the services that they provide, their ratings. It'll have reviews. So I think it's a good central location to just find good providers, and you know, take your time with it. Uh, everything. Things like this, I think, just require time and patience. And I kind of like to think about it like also when you're looking for like something like a therapist, you're some most of the time people don't vibe with the first therapist that they find. <laughs> and it's along those similar lines with other types of care. Don't think that you immediately need to just go with the first provider that you see. Um, don't be afraid to say no and always ask important questions. Thank you so much for joining and tuning in today and listening. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to reach as many people as possible. I think sharing this information is super important because these are conversations that aren't being held often enough, in my opinion. So I want to give you resources. I want to share the information that I have and, you know, just spread this wealth of knowledge and hope that it helps someone in some way. So if you know anyone that's interested, please share this episode and podcast with them. And I look forward to talking with y'all next time. And remember, it's never too early or too late to start living the healthiest version of you. This is Her Healthish.